Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Cornbread! Drink it in, man. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on? We are back on the podcast, the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. We are back. Grifka is on the other end of the line. He has a new mic. He is in the Grifka studios. He just got back from some rest and relaxation, getting away. Grifka, how you feeling? Uh, feeling good, feeling good. Um, pretty excited that we get the first preseason game. Actually, get to see a little live football this weekend. So, I'm hyped. Well, you're sounding good, man, with the new mic in the Grifka Studios. And uh, I got away too and saw some family and and took a little time. We got our time in before we get ramped up. And man, before you know it, we'll be playing preseason football on Friday. So, Grifka, we will do what we do here on the Kool Aid Cast, which is dive right into some Lions talk. So the first thing I want to hit on today is, uh, I think it was, what, two Saturdays ago for the first, um, it was actually the second season ticket holder uh, training camp. Me and you got down there and got to see these boys in person and see Matt Pat run in practice and um, take it all in. So Grifka, tell the people what you thought, kind of some things you noticed, and uh, just in general, what it was like to be down at Allen Park. Um, I thought the from previous years, the practices seemed a little crisper. Um, you know, everything, I, I realized everything was timed with, you know, Caldwell and everything like that as well, but this seemed to be a lot crisper. They seemed to be moving pretty, pretty good. I realized it was only like the second, you know, full practice, but, um, it was actually uh, nice to see how they had everything, you know, broken up. Um, I thought, uh, there was some good th- thing, some good things we saw, especially out of our wide receivers. Um, you know, I know we had talked about it down there at practice, you know, we we're looking for like maybe, uh, Mike Roberts do a little more, had a couple nice catches, had a couple drops. Um, made me think of Eric Ebron because I know we joked about that. But um, the biggest thing was, and I know they ran, de- you know, even the defense practice from what we could see, it was still like a little vanilla. I, I'm sure, you know, they were just, you know, getting their feet wet with the new uh, with the new defensive scheme. So um, it was nice to see that. It was nice to see some, uh, you know, just, just the guys out there throwing and actually see the, the new guys, you know, in person, you know, uh, you know, especially Kristen Jones when he came over to the sideline. You know, I mean, that guy's that guy seems to be huge. And, um, you know, when uh, some of the other guys, you know, that seemed to like, you know, make some plays and step up. Um, once again, I know I mentioned him before, but, you know, even if he was on, you know, second team, I mean, it looked like Jason Billingsley, you know, had some nice catches out there. Um, offensive line was hard to tell. You know, it seemed like, you know, once again, TJ Lang was limping around after a couple plays here and there. Um, so it was hard to really get a feel on the offensive line to see uh, how they were, how they would shake out. And I know, um, after practice while we were standing there, you know, we saw Ragnow just, um, you know, just taking some snaps with, uh, you know, Jake Rudock, you know, just some extra time. So um, once again, I know I mentioned this before, they were uh, looking to use Ragnow a little bit, you know, at center this preseason, probably just to get his feet wet and just in case if they need to move him there. But um, from, you know, what we saw in practice, I mean, he looked pretty decent. But once again, it was only really the second full practice, you know, not counting the, uh, the OTAs. So, uh, it was it was nice to see him out there. It was nice to see some live bodies, especially a few of those a uh, few of those new guys out there out there uh, running around. That's that's what I really enjoyed about it. 
Yeah, man, you hit it on a lot right there. Uh, for me, it was just cool, like, coming right through the gates, uh, hot, fresh donuts for the season ticket holders. I know me and you slammed <laughs> a couple of couple of those and felt it about halfway through the practice. So. Yeah, sugar, sugar crash, man. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, you, you definitely wimped out when I challenged you to a 40-yard dash. You didn't want any piece of me in that because you know uh, I could probably run two of them before you get down the uh, down the hashes for one. Yeah. Um, so, so that was pretty good. And then uh, – when we got in there, man, I just thought the whole uh, complex looked great. I thought they did a great job kind of uh, for the fans and setting everything up, really um, expecting a lot more people to come out there, and, and that was nice to see. And once the football got going, man, I noticed a big difference. I thought Matt Pat um, was out there right in the middle of everything with his whistle. Every time a play happened, he was in a defensive player's ear or getting after everybody found both sides of the ball, which was really nice to see. Um, I had my eye on a couple guys. Uh, you already kind of hit on uh, Big Mike Roberts is, is one of my guys I really enjoy. And uh, I don't know. I thought he caught at least uh, three touchdowns from my remembering, but he definitely had, I think, two drops. He had to run a couple laps just for some laziness. And so I was split on him. I was like, is this guy just a nightmare in the red zone or is he, uh, you know, a lazy, uh, not try hard kind of who cares guy at the tight end? I mean, he looks like a beast, looks like – he could really make some plays, but I know he's slotted, you know, behind Luke Wilson, even on the depth chart at this point. So I'm curious to see what happens with him. Obviously, I have my eye on uh, Kenny Kenny G as well, Kenny Galladay. Uh, I was expecting him to kind of jump off the page, and I thought he did really look really smooth, kind of running routes and and out there, you know, with the receiver group. Definitely has the size and the smooth uh, ability to get in and out of cuts. You know, has some speed as well as can go get the football. But he didn't do anything that that wowed me. I did like what I saw from from Tio Redding, who I know you hated when we went through the roster. Um, I, I kind of liked some things I saw from him and Powell. Those are the two undrafted guys. And overall, like you said, just kind of seeing this defense, um, O-line, you know, I couldn't really tell much with Ragnow and some other things. I just thought that, you know, just good to see that that group out there. Hopefully they can do some things. And uh, I like that they did some goal line work right down by us. I felt like Stafford had a couple goal line balls, some fades and some back shoulders that he wasn't as on point as we would hope here in, what, year 10, year 9 or 10 for that guy. I mean, really want him to be pinpoint when it comes to practice, but overall, I mean, they were moving, as you said, at a swift pace, everything looked ready to go. I like some of the new drills I saw. I saw some um, corners doing some tip drills and bags were moving and they were having to really focus and make plays. And then we definitely saw kind of like some, um, you know, like I say, just putting an emphasis on the, both the red zone and the run game is, is what I seem to cue in on. So it was fun, man, getting down there uh, again. I got to give the Lions a big old check minus at the end of practice. I felt like, you know, for a season ticket holder, only two days that they get to be there. I felt like none of the big stars kind of came over to the main area where we were with all the fans. You know, you're getting the the TJ Joneses of the world, which I mean, I didn't have any. I didn't. I didn't have any toilet paper available for him to sign. But uh, you know, other than that, I can't remember any real stars of any ilk coming over there. You think we at least get the mid tier guys? Well, nothing. We really, had Slay. We had Slay come over. We had big play come over, so. Oh, that's that's right. I, I guess I skipped over that. So in the beginning, nobody's over there. You know, we're just kind of not that we're like really wanting autographs, but it, it is cool when you're a season ticket holder to maybe get to talk to a couple of the, the big players or maybe get an autograph or two. So we we're kind of disappointed. And then all of a sudden, Grifka does it again. He just uh, grabs a mini helmet that I had and 
goes over to the far side somehow and, and snags up Darius Slay's autograph. So big play Slay, man. He's just all over the complex, like with the fans and totally has the personality and just a cool guy. And he makes plays now on the field, which I, I love. So that was pretty cool. I mean, he's, he's a good guy, but none of the other top stars, none of the other rookies, nobody else. So, you know, that's always a little disconcerting, but like, it is what it is. Hey, Grifka, here's something for you. I went on eBay for some reason. I was just looking at, say, the like carry-on autograph and a few other people. You've got to go online and check out the Matt Pat autograph. It's in all caps, printed. It looks like uh, it looks like uh, impact font, uh, large as it could be. Just printed his name in the biggest letters possible. It's incredible. It made me like him even more. <laughs> okay, I'll have to I'll have to go check that out, man. It's not done in it's not done in crayon or anything like that, is it? <laughs> I don't know. It might have been. It, it's shocking when you see it, but it made him even cooler because he doesn't even care. He doesn't want to waste his time with cursive or any of that crap. He's got football to coach, so <laughs> I thought that was tremendous when I saw it. And uh, just a good day outside the ballpark. We got to sling the football around a little bit. And yeah, have a good that was time. that was so that I was really probably one it. of my favorite parts where that group of kids was like kind of standing there looking at me, expecting me to throw them the ball. They kept slapping their hands together like we were going to include them. It's just like whatever, man, get out of here. <laughs> come on, you you, you could have you could have thrown the kids a uh, back shoulder Grifka. I mean, come on, that, yeah. that wouldn't have killed you, would it? Yeah, yeah, it would have because my arm wouldn't have been able to throw it that far. <laughs> Yeah, you you were throwing some knuckle pucks up there, man. It looked like uh, it looked like uh, a punt coming at me half the time. We were well, chucking the ball, and then well, everybody that walked by was going, "Man, that other guy really has an arm." I mean, I hate to tell you, but Matt Stafford, if you need if you need a camp arm, let me know. I'll come in and throw some throw some deep routes to Kenny Galladay. That's because I just because I'm not in tune with the Voight football that you got and try to explain. This is a game used, and it's like a game used what you know. Uh, like yeah what game are you playing we're not talking like you know peewee football here that nice void hard plastic you know whatever it's game use just because you wrote lions on it doesn't mean it was used down at ford field Krifka, what are you talking about i i don't i'm not one of those dweebs that has the half leather half white autograph ball we were throwing around an nfl game used lions and printed football out there i mean just because you both couldn't catch and couldn't throw it i don't know what to tell you yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> you 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 make our listeners believe that that was official. Okay, okay, I'll go with that. Hey, <laughs> I I can't help it, Grifka, that I creak open the wallet and get some good merch, both jersey wise and a football that we can enjoy. While you got that wallet so tight, you couldn't fit in a uh, a toothpick. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. But anyway, the people aren't here for us to uh, talk about that. They're here to talk about uh, about camp. Any other big uh, takeaways or any other? players in particular that caught your eye at camp or what I've read in the meantime because what I've read in the meantime I'm, I'm liking what I hear about you know a few of the guys um especially was it I, I like the uh, I read recently that they weren't going to take it easy on on Ziggy they're actually going to put him through his paces and see what see what he could do I think that's going to be the big thing to see exactly if they're going to look to re-sign him or not, especially at this point. I realize, you know, a lot of times with stars, they get a lot of time off in preseason. But, you know, I mean, Ziggy was hurt a lot last year. They got to see if his knee's ready. And I know it's like they might want to, like, oh, save it for the season. You don't want him to get hurt in the season. And I'm not saying, you know, run the guy 100% all the time, but at least put him through his pace to see if he can handle something. So if you're looking to invest millions in this guy, you know, you know he can handle it. Um 
but I don't envision like the Lions coaches, you know, burning him, you know, burning the candle at both ends on him. You know, he's going to be, you know, worn out, you know, by week six. So, but, you know, reading that they're actually, you know, not going to take it easy on him, put it, through, put him through his paces, make it, you know, make sure he's getting the work and, you know, be ready for the season. I, I think that'll be a big plus. Um, also like what I'm reading about um, how, what they're looking to do with, you know, you know, Killebrew. I know he's one of those guys, you know, I, I think you know, I said they, you know, thought might not make the team, but, you know, they're slotting him some at linebacker as well. Um, maybe a little undersized for linebacker, but if he likes to stick people, that might be one of those things that they're, that they're interested in, you know, maybe one of those guys that can, you know, cover the tight end, you know, something, you know, something like that, as opposed to just, you know, using them at strong safety. So I, I like that. I like how they were planning on doing that as well. Um, also, you know, reading how Anthony Zettel's had a lot of fire of late down there. I like to, I like to see that because I know, once again, I, I read things last year. They were comparing him to Jared Allen because Jared Allen was a late-round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs and, you know, became real successful, high-motor guy, a lot of sacks. And I know me and you have talked about this, and I always kind of thought Anthony Zettel was just kind of like another guy on the team. But um, maybe it is one of those things he gets, a, you know, another year under his belt, you know, high-motor guy. He can be that other edge, you know opposite Ziggy, especially with, you know, waiting to see if Kerry Hyder is going to be back, you know, to, you know, 100% to play like he did when he had that year of eight sacks. So those are the few things I'm, I'm liking out of camp right now from what I'm reading, you know, from what I'm seeing, you know, on, you know, different um, reports. So it, it's um, that and just to hear that, you know, the team's coming together. I mean, I know that's one thing that, that you know, Matt Pat's talking about, you know, come together, you know, learning everything, you know. But, um, you know, that's probably just standard coach talk. But um, those few guys, that's nice to nice to hear. Um, what you yeah, think? man. Let, let, let me uh, let me jump in and respond to some of the stuff you said. So we should have hit that kind of right from the beginning, or just our biggest news and notes to even come across is that Ziggy Ansa is actually on the field. Everybody, unbelievable! Came off the pup and is actually practicing. I mean, this guy was getting up there with your boy Calvin of just never being at practice uh, the last year and a half or so. So that's tremendous that he's out there. And I agree with you. I mean, they need to put this guy through the paces. He's already cashing seventeen million this year. So. You need to totally get everything you can out of him and definitely see if this guy can be a premier defensive end, both in practice and on Sundays, because, um, you know, I don't want to have him all nicked up or just kind of giving us, you know, one day of practice and playing on Sundays. I want to see him fully checked in all year. So that's great. I mean, I love the guy. I think he could be a tremendous dominant player, but I really need to see it. So, yeah, they need to grind him down. What you said about Anthony Zettel to me, I didn't really love the draft pick. I thought this guy was just kind of a, as you said, another guy or, you know, I knew a little bit about him, but since they've drafted him, I finally thought, Hey, instead of the lions taking these six, 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 seven lanky defensive ends that never work out, they took a guy that still had good size, but he seemed like maybe one of those hustle guys or one of those guys that will just, work his way into, you know, a handful of sacks and pressures, you know, when you need him most. So that's what I've seen from him the past few years is a guy that just finds a way to get to the quarterback, you know, always seems to be pretty much in position. You don't see him falling for the old play action fake crashing down the line all the time. I've seen him get beat a few times, but probably pretty position sound on the run game. So I really like this guy. I just don't know if he's a starter or going to be, a quality backup, but I think between him and Kerry Hyder, they're going to split 
basically starting duties over there on the other side. So I really hope I hear he's in the best shape of his life as everybody is here uh, heading into preseason, you know, uh, but we'll see when the, the ball is snapped. But I really like him. A couple other names that jumped out at me in the last week or so that I've heard about is, uh, man, I, I just cannot wait. We've talked about it on the podcast. I cannot wait to see this group of running backs. I just feel like they all have different skill sets. They all have some quality abilities to them and uh, just can't wait to see carry on. I really liked a few glimpses I saw when we were down there and I've just heard more and more catches the ball weights kind of weights at the line, like uh, Lev bell and then just explodes through the hole. So I can't wait to see some glimpses of that along with the O line. And uh, I've been hearing good reviews on Amir. I know we differ on him as a player. You know, you're done with him. I feel like there's still something there. I feel like there's been good reports coming out about him. And uh, I feel like if there's no good trade offers, I'm totally fine to keep this guy and just um, go into the season either with a role for him, both third down and two minute, or just if injuries do pile up, hey, here's a guy who, did it in college and has toted the rock to some level in the NFL. So I feel really good about that. So those are a few names that jumped out at me or man, can't wait to see these running backs. Yeah. I'm with you on the running backs as well. Uh, I'm really hoping we actually, you know, get some running backs that can, you know, uh, when you know, I know a lot of it's offensive line as well, you know, but, uh, you know, getting the short yardage when we need it, being able to, you know, tote the rock, you know, you know, if we ever need a four minute offense, we can, you know, really depend on our running back to get the tough yards, you know, break some tackles. Um, it seems like we haven't had that actually in a long time. So um, I'm with you on that. And like you said, Amir, I mean, I know right now he's penciled in as the kick returner and I'm always leery about a guy that has fumbleitis, you know, on a kick return simply because, you know, you have guys running full speed at you, laying a lick on you. And, um, that's just that's just one thing I, I'm just not a huge fan of. But I guess if Matt Pat feels comfortable with him back there, we'll 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 wait and see. And I think the nice part is too, like the, you know me and we talked a lot of going into the draft. I really like when they go and draft, you know, defensive linemen and offensive linemen and corners. But it is a little bit harder sometimes to see what those guys are doing on a Sunday or during a game. But man, when you're running back, you got a young running back, we're going to be able to see if he's hitting holes, scoring touchdowns, making plays. So that's always fun. Just from a fan's perspective is a lot easier to see sometimes if those guys are producing than a corner, you know, who we only get to see a handful of times get thrown at or get challenged during a ball game. So that'll all be good. And like you say, just lots of people to watch. So, Grifka, I think uh, we should kind of do a shorter podcast for the people today, kind of cut it off there. Um, I want to tell everybody out there that uh, there's a couple different ways to reach out to us now. If you're listening and want to either send us a question or have some feedback for us or just want to connect with the Detroit Kool-Aid cast, uh, we've got an email uh, that you can send an email into. That's D-E-T, as in Detroit, D-E-T Kool-Aid at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter, Detroit underscore Kool-Aid on Twitter. We're just kind of getting some of this stuff going. And uh, we'd love to hear from the people that are out there listening or just Detroit Lions fans. Like I say, this is a podcast just done by two football fans that turn on the mics and like to talk football and trying to give you guys some fun content to listen to. So, Grifka, with that being said, 
the Grifka Studios. The new mic is up and running. Detroit Kool-Aid Incorporated is starting to sweep the world. We're growing and we're having fun with this thing. So what do you say? We'll shut it down and we'll come back uh, here soon with more content as we lead up to the first preseason game and, and give uh, the Kool-Aid drinkers more to, uh, to drink as we move forward this week. Sounds great. Sounds great, man. All right, man. Everybody out there listening, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a positive review. And make sure you keep your eyes out because I know we've been coming to you Wednesday, Thursday nights for the most part, but you never know when we might pop up with more Lions content. Heading towards the first preseason game of the year against the Raiders. Can't wait. Detroit Kool-Aid will be back soon. Pack the bag, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.